0: This is an ABC podcast.
1: This is the
2: Conversation Hour.
0: On ABC Radio, Melbourne and Victoria.
2: When was the last time you used cash to pay for something? Like actual notes and coins? Cash has been on the decline for a while now. ATMs and bank branches are closing. And of course, when the pandemic hit, we were told to go cashless. So we didn't spread COVID. But is cash making a comeback? Because as the cost of living rises, an old-fashioned budgeting technique called cash stuffing is back in vogue. People are ditching their bank cards and they are turning back to cash to help them stick to a budget. So if you had to pay for everything in cash for a week, would you spend as much, do you think? Would you spend differently? I wonder if perhaps cash... Keeps us accountable to a budget.
0: On ABC Radio, Melbourne and Victoria.
2: This is the Conversation Hour. And it's Bronwyn O'Shea with you again today. What do you think? Are you disconnected from how much you spend when you tap and swipe instead of handing over actual cash? one triple 774 Julie Moore has decided to bring cash back into her life and into her wallet. She's using this old budgeting trick that's kind of gone viral lately on social media called cash stuffing. Julie, good morning. Good morning, Bronwyn. How are you? What's cash stuffing?
1: Well, basically, it's the old-fashioned way of um, basically get money out of the bank and you basically give every dollar a purpose. So... Make a budget and um, put certain amounts into each envelope, and um, that's how you de- decide what um, what you're going to spend for the for the week.
2: And so, when you then go to do the groceries, do you take your little envelope of of allocated cash with you, Julie? Is that how it works? Pretty much, pretty much.
1: Um, I decide that I've got. Uh, we get paid fortnightly, so. I decide I've got five hundred dollars for the fortnight to pay for my groceries, and that's what I've got to got to uh, pay for my groceries for that fortnight for my family of four. So, and so
2: why why did you decide to do
1: to do this? Well, I found that I was getting a little bit too tappy, <laughs> a little bit too tappy with my card, um, and just with the rising cost of living. Um, Yeah, I was finding that um, I I didn't know where my money was going. We are not low income, we are not a low income family at all, but I was finding by the end of the fortnight we had no money left and I was wondering where it was all going. And um, that's when I found this cash stuffing thing on YouTube and um, yeah, I got into it and decided that I was going to give it a go. How's it changed your
2: relationship with money then?
1: Um, I think I'm a lot more aware of where my money goes and I'm a little bit more um, thoughtful about what I'm going to spend my money on. So, I've got, you know, an envelope with $30 and that's my coffee money for the fortnight. So, I'll have a think about, do I really want to go out and spend that coffee money or do I want to just have a coffee at home today?
2: Mm. Um, I know on the rare occasion, and it is pretty rare now, Julie, that I have actual money in my wallet, watching it disappear very quickly, mind you. Oh, my gosh. There is something a little bit different about that as opposed to just tapping and it it sort of all happens out of sight, out of mind.
1: Yes you don't you don't realize how quickly it goes when you're just tapping away um i got a new phone and i actually haven't loaded my card onto my phone now because i found i had it on my watch i had it on my um phone and i was just tapping away i wouldn't even take my purse with me when i went out mm. but now i've i've got cash um with me but i find i actually i have to ask places do you take cash
2: well, that's what I was going because, to ask because a lot of people don't yeah. now, do they?
1: Um, yeah, because some people sort of look at you strange. They automatically hold the, you know, the FPOS machine in front of you and you're like, oh, do you take cash? You're like you feel like a, you
2: know, you, you feel odd sort of asking. <laughs> do do well, you take cash? Yeah, <laughs> because especially with the last couple of years we've had. Um, yeah. Stay with us, Julie. Kathy's at Northcote. Um, hello, Cathy. Hello. Good morning.
3: Is it Alice? Is it?
2: It's Bron today.
3: Oh, hello. The
2: hello new Kathy. voice. <laughs> and lovely. so, are you? Are you a, a cash user, Kathy? What's going I on in am, your wallet?
3: I use mm-hmm. honest to honest to goodness. I use both, and even at the Queen Victoria Market, they'll take um, both. And it depends what I'm buying. Um, if I'm buying a small item like let's say six tomatoes or something then I'll just hand over the coins whereas if I'm buying um stuff at the deli then I'll do the pay wave but I'm not comfortable with that but my point of phoning today is that I have a concern that um, younger people have grown up with the mentality that their parents get to the checkout at the supermarket and they never see actual money. They just say, mm-hmm. they just, mama or dad just, you know, hands over the, the card or the credit card, the plastic card. And they've got really no idea of counting out and um, relegating this much for bills, this much for electricity, this much for rent, this stuff. They've got no concept yes. of that, like which I grew up with, and I am, you know, I'm in the latter years of my life. We used to have to actually allocate our, our rent, our bills, our food, our, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think this, um, these... Later generations, maybe I'm sounding like a little old lady, but um, <laughs> I guess, nothing well, wrong I've with that, I've got experience Kathy. on them about, I've got experience Cass- on them Cassie, about. I have got experience on them about i think the kids point. don't,
2: they don't mm. think they've got that concept, you know. You, they just you think make it great, Cathy. And Julie, I'd love to bring that back to you because I know that you have um, two daughters, don't you, yourself. Yes, so, what's I do. the reaction been in the family uh, to your cash stuffing, um, you know, uh, method? And do you think it's it's teaching your kids something that they didn't have before
1: uh they the girls absolutely love it um my kids are nine and twelve so um they absolutely love it they've got their own envelopes um which they get five dollars each fortnight into it um i've got one my eldest is a spender and my youngest is a saver so i've got one in each um each category there but um They'll go. Oh, they'll go to the shops and they'll go. Oh, I really want that, but they'll. It'll make them think twice about getting the money out of that envelope. And mm. whereas before they'd just go, oh, you can just tap your card, mum. And I will go, no, you can. You can buy that out of your envelope. Julie, okay. great to talk wanna...
2: to you <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and it's great to hear that it's making a, a big impact yeah. across your whole family too. Yeah. Julie Moore, also known as Aussie <laughs> Budget Queen, and she's been tracking her journey with cash stuffing on her YouTube channel, as Absolutely. are so many people. Actually, I'm, I've noticed that there are loads of people who, you know, you can watch people just counting out their cash and putting it into their envelopes online. Is this something that you have turned back to, cash, for that very reason that you better control your spending? um, especially as the cost of living rises. Lots of texts here. Hi, Bronwyn. Um, I've brought one of those big money tins. I save every single lobster, $20 note, even though I tap and go a bit. It is nice to have some cash on hand in case FPOS crashes, says Mickey Bendigo. Uh, Bronwyn, I have used cash for the past 55 years to pay for everything, says Chris. My policy is if I don't have the cash, I go without until I have the cash to purchase whatever it is I need. But this text says dinosaur conversation. Cash won't exist in 20 years. And you know what? They're saying in the next two or three years, only 2%, I think, of our transactions will actually be cash. So... Is there still room for it in your life?
0: On ABC Radio, Melbourne and Victoria.
2: This is The Conversation Hour. And today, has going going cashless changed your relationship with your spending, do you think? And with the rising cost of living, have you thought about going back to cash? Suzanne's in Bayside. Welcome to The Conversation Hour. Hi. Do you use cash, Suzanne? Yes, yes,
4: I do use cash. But I think also the key to spending... Your receipts. So, so often you'll buy something and uh, the salesperson will say, do you want your receipt? And people say no. I always say yes. Why? Because that's my way of tracking what I have spent. Because often I might go out with $50 in my purse and I come home and I think, I couldn't have spent that $50. I must have dropped something, you know, I must mm-hmm. have dropped $10 on the ground. But when I go through my receipts, I find, yeah, okay, yeah, I did. I got those, you know, a couple of bread rolls, you know, from the Brumbies or... You know, and it's so much easier and quicker to track where your money's gone if you ask for your receipts. Yes, because you see, I when had, you do
2: it with a digital transaction, you can just go and look back on your bank feed and there it all is there. But I guess yeah, you do need your receipts. but like it's
4: instantaneous. No. It's, um, you've got it in your hand. You know, you can feel it. You can see what, what it is. And I think I am a bit sick of the banking um, community um, telling us we don't need cash they're talking us into the fact that we don't need cash they don't want us to have cash Mm. but we need to start using our cash and we need to say no we want to keep using our cash it's a way of getting our budgets keeping ourselves out of debt um, monitoring what we're spending so i think it's important to have cash and have receipts
2: great to hear from you suzanne claire's in minyap hello claire oh hello claire have we got you
5: um, yeah, I just wanted to say, apart from the fact that, yes, Cash reminds you that there's no end supply, um saying, my sister used to take her kids to the big market and get them to pay for for what they were buying and count it out and, and know what um, change to get, etc. So they really had a good awareness, not only of what products that were there and what they cost, but just the value of money. Mm. And... Um, my brother's kids on the farm used to think that the farm was a hobby and their mum's business and the cafe where
2: they saw cash being counted on the table at night was a real business. Yeah, and isn't I was that interesting? absolutely
5: flabbergasted because they never saw the money. They didn't realise, you know,
2: what it meant. Yes, and, and uh, Claire, I've had to have conversations with my, my youngest to sort of, you know, I've said, oh, we can't afford that or I'm not going to spend money on that today. And he says, but just use your card, mummy so it's this magical, endless money pit. And I say, well, no, actually, I've had to really explain that, you know, I work so that there's money that goes in to my bank account. That means I can use my card. It's a, it's a such an abstract concept to them, isn't it, Claire? It is. And um,
5: there's plenty of parents would say that, tell you about the kids that just bought heaps of stuff on their credit card through, you know, your iTunes account or something like that, because they
2: could. Yeah, well, think, thank what? you for calling in and we are going to talk a little bit more about whether cash is a better tool for teaching kids about money um, a little bit later in the hour. one three hundred triple two seven seven four is the way to call through. Professor Steve Worthington is with Swinburne University. Morning, Steve.
6: Good morning, Bronwyn.
2: Has cash actually bounced back now that we've returned to, I guess, a more normal, new normal way of living post-lockdown?
6: I think it has in two ways. I mean, and and I could argue as well, of course, that face-to-face retailing has also bounced back. We're going out and doing more shopping face-to-face rather than online. Mm. But I think the two reasons why cash is bouncing back one is re- as regards payments, where people are a little concerned that every time we pay by card or by digital, we often get a surcharge added on, which is you know compounding along it becomes quite a bit of money in the end. and as regards wealth, there's a huge amount of cash out there, and it's increasing all the time as the bank uh, the reserve bank pub, uh, prints more notes and this is uh, cash as a store of wealth and i think uh, 94% of all the uh, notes out there are either $50 or $100 in value so the high denomination votes high denomination votes are uh, very popular
2: it's interesting because i mean our cash usage is still declining isn't it but you're saying that we're actually withdrawing um you know more cash so that must suggest that we are squirreling it away is that the argument there that's
6: one of the uh, that's one of the arguments. Yes, I mean the 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 decline in cash is really a self-fulfilling prophecy. Cash is more less available. Uh, there's less and less bank branches, less and less ATMs, and also cash is less and less acceptable. Despite what I just said, that uh, you know some mm. purchase, some merchants refuse to accept cash. But I do think that um, you know it, it's people are holding it either for emergencies or perhaps to avoid certain taxes or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of money being held as wealth in, outside of the banking system.
2: Interesting. Uh, Professor Richard Holden at the UNSW Business School, I've, I've read co- quotes from him where he says a cashless society will actually lead to a more honest tax environment and really the biggest losers will be those who rely on cash deals like criminals. What do you think? Would we be better off going cashless for those kinds of reasons? Well, he's
6: right in a way it would be much easier for the various governments to to tax things like the GST etc and find things out what people are spending their money on um, but, I, you know, I'm I'm not with him in saying that we should go entirely cashless. On the contrary, I think that cash cash will remain with us for our lifetimes. Uh, because there are certain groups in society, people who are live in the regions, elderly citizens who are not very uh, cl- uh, good with um, technology, if you like, and there's a thing called the digital divide. I think at the end of the day 2.8 million Australians have either limited or no internet access. So there's some very good reasons why cash will remain in circulation, in my opinion.
2: Steve, there does seem to be a bit of fear-mongering, though, that the, or certainly a fear, that the right to use cash will be taken away from us. Is that really unlikely? I think
6: that's, I'd, I'd say that's very unlikely. And, and the analogy there would be with paper checks. <laughs> they, they've been talked about for decades about being old-fashioned and out of style, but they're still with us today. Uh, for both public and private um, uh, organizations using still using paper checks so i think cash is in the same category it will remain as something that we treasure and value and use when buying things
2: professor steve worthington thank you so much from swinburne university as we look today at whether cash is a better way especially when cost of living is tight um better way to track your money and stay on top of a budget Uh, Let's head to Marie, isn't it? Baleen. Hi, Marie. Hi. Look, I just wanted to say that... um
7: Uh, preferentially, I like to pay my bills with cash. I mean, I use my credit card and all the rest of it. But the reason being that, like one of the other ladies said, you know, I've got my receipts, I've got my paper trail, I know exactly where I'm at at the end of the month, how much I've spent. Whereas if you go online, it's sort of out of sight and out of mind. And the other thing, I, I agree with one lady just recently, and she said... I believe the banks are trying to push a lot of people to go online and, and because of their humongous profits, you know, and, and even some banks recently that we've heard in the press were refusing to do business, like they said, you know your business is not good enough for us because it's not cash, you know they, they want deals with 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 other forms of business. Well well you know, I think that's shocking.
2: And, Marie, we'll take that point up with the Consumer Action Law Centre, who join us in a moment, because, you know, you do wonder, oh, is it becoming harder and harder to actually pay for cash if that is what you want to do? Peter's in Wodonga. Morning, Peter. Hello. Peter. Hello. What yes, do you want to hello. say, Peter?
8: Yeah. Um Yes. Uh, as the uh, the guy from Swinburne said, that about yeah, you know, whenever you do a lot of transactions, you do what you do, you get a surcharge on that transaction. So, one of those is the Square, which is a I think a US-based um, company, and every transaction you do, that surcharge goes offshore. So, um, the more we do, the the more money goes offshore. So, it's not a really a good one for us for Australia economically. I don't believe mm. so.
2: And so, Peter, are you preferencing cash these days or what do you do? I
8: I do both. But, um, yeah, I have cash always in my wallet, which is, you know, I always find handy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because there are people who say, well, we don't want card, we just want cash. Now, the tax department might think that that's, you know, they're trying to, you know, avoid tax. But I think they should be chasing some of the big guys who are avoiding heaps of tax.
2: Yeah. Mm. Peter, it, it is interesting There's a berry farm not far from where I live And they only take cash So I have been caught out before yes, With no yeah. cash in my wallet And I arrive and I go, oh dear Maybe we won't be <laughs> berry picking today Caroline is in Caulfield Welcome Caroline What do you think? Is cash? Does cash have its merits?
9: Um, only, in the, only in an emergency I've had a $50 bill in my wallet For so months and months Which is not broken if I break it, it'll go. So that's the game I play with my steals that't uh, don't, I don't use cash. and I, don't, okay. I find people don't don't want to use cash. But the point of me ringing, I had this conversation with a friend less than twenty four hours ago about um, young, younger people. I, and mm. I don't want to be patronizing or condescending they're all into the dream house in their twenties. And we had, you know, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. And my husband was a, re, was a real estate agent. We built up to uh, hopefully the dream house. Uh, he's been dead a long time. But you you don't, you have to work hard for things. It just, and- doesn't all just come easily.
2: Yeah, Caroline, thank you for calling in. Caroline is in Caulfield on the conversation hour as we talk about whether cash is a, a really good tool for controlling your budget. Do you think that going cashless has changed the way you spend? And with the rising cost of living, have you thought about going back or sticking to cash? Tanya Clark is Director of Policy and Campaigns at the Consumer Action Law Centre. Welcome, Tanya oh hello thank you for having me we're hearing a lot of commentary coming through this morning about people saying you know it's not it's not fair because when i use my card i'm getting slugged with all these fees and charges if we want to make it really fair for people to pay you know in an electronic way as well as a cash way what needs to change
10: I think that's a really good question. A lot needs to change and we're, we're currently um, campaigning and and talking to, you know, in the policy space to the government about the need for safer and more secure payment systems and that includes also looking at fees and how they're being passed on to consumers. I think that um, it's good that, you know, this discussion has brought that out in terms of the fees that people are paying and we're... we're I was looking at some RBA data from their 2020 Consumer Payments Survey and um, apparently, um, you know, we, we on average, we make about 650 electronic transactions a year. That's on average. I think I actually do a lot more than that. Um, but each, you know, transaction somehow is being passed on to us, either in, in terms of increase in the actual cost of goods or in other ways so it's quite a yeah it's quite a big cost i think to us engaging in the digital economy and and online tanya i know there was a lot of
2: pushback about for example atm withdrawal fees and and those sorts of things we have seen big sort of consumer action i guess which is what you're all about um to try and drive down unnecessary or, or um unfair bank fees do you imagine that we will we will see that change too as we become increasingly cashless that people just will not tolerate being charged to use their cards and to to operate online
10: yeah i think it's i mean it's an interesting question it really goes to um you know the motivations of the banks and the costs of doing you know business with atms and online um, I don't really know the answer to that, but it's definitely something that you know we talk about in terms of the cost of um, you know money really, and how how our, how our money is stored online and, and in the payment systems.
2: Few people have talked about businesses refusing to take cash now, and that became really common during the pandemic lockdowns. But can, can you actually as a business say no, we will not take cash?
10: Well, there, there, is, there is no law against a business refusing to accept cash for goods and services. Um, I won't... I'm sort of, that's generally it. I, I can't answer it in terms of every single situation. It depends on the circumstances. Um, but something that I guess is important to note here is that in terms of how big a problem that is, I hear that, you know, people are wanting to pay cash... But again, um, we are sort of, we're getting close to um, a cashless society. I'm not saying that's necessarily a good thing. I agree that we also need to um, keep cash and keep on using cash. Um, But, you know, there's only about apparently 13% of transactions last year were made using cash. So, the majority of um, transactions are online and are digital. So really everyone if you look at it across Australia we're all using sort of online systems and payments debit and credit cards and you know we've got buy now pay later and all other types of online payments so that is what the that is what the majority of people are using and businesses are accepting.
2: Mm. Cyber security has been a really big issue lately particularly around you know financial businesses and hacks and so forth do you think banks and financial institutions will really need to regain confidence our confidence if they expect people to trust them with their life savings and trust us to to move increasingly towards digital payments
10: yes is the answer to that and i think um, what we're campaigning for and what we're arguing at the risks need to be shifted um, from consumers, and as we're you know through this uh, conversation, um, it's pretty obvious that we're paying for that either indirectly or directly through fees, um, and we need to shift those risks from from consumers to the organisations who can protect our payments and and keep them safe and secure. Um, and one really classic example of that is just with scams and fraud. So, you know, we're we're Putting, we're calling for the banks to take more responsibility to, you know, manage their online their online payment system that we're all paying for to make them safer, um, so that they can, you know, um, invest in technologies to prevent fraud and and from us being scammed on our on the payment platforms that we're using. Um, and one way we're we're arguing for that is if you do lose money online and if you know you've fallen through the cracks that. Um, banks be required to reimburse their customers Um, and if uh, yeah unless that you know I mean there's exceptions to that in terms of gross negligence but um, generally speaking yeah that's what we're arguing for because we're saying that you know they should these these payment systems um, platforms they should be safe and secure and, and we should
2: expect that as well. Tanya Clark, thanks for being part of our conversation this morning. Director of Policy and Campaigns at the Consumer Action Law Centre. As we talked this morning about whether if you had to pay for everything in cash, do you think it would change the way you spend? With the cost of living pressure upon us, are we better at sticking to a budget if we're using cash?
0: On ABC Radio, Melbourne and Victoria.
2: This is the Conversation Hour. And so many text messages coming in on this topic of whether cash is a better budgeting tool than, you know, getting all tappity-tap-tap and uh, tapping away. Um, We've done, uh, sorry, no, this one. I always use cash for anything under $20. The reason is I don't want a six-page credit card statement with every little purchase on it. Cash is a no-brainer. Says Danielle, that's how we grew up. If it wasn't in your wallet, you didn't have enough. So you were more thoughtful and conscious of how you spend. I try to use cash, especially for things like coffees. Peg at Merbu North says, "I love cash. It's the only way I can survive financially." Plus, what happens when systems are down and we need to? Uh, we need cash to pay. Cash is still king. Um, Cash will and must be here forever, says Simon. The credit card duopoly rips off billions for the privilege of handling our money. Those who decry under-the-counter cash transactions as a potential tax dodge are probably right to a very small degree, but white-collar big business tax avoidance dwarfs this. Um, Bron, I spent cash buying my fresh fish this morning. I pay cash for bread at the local baker and also for the small fruit for fruit and veggies. I like the personal touch and the warmer relationships says linda in Bensdale. zoe's in fitzroy hi zoe oh hello um i just thought i'd like to make
1: one point that i think no one else has mm. um, i travel a lot and i never travel without cash and on a recent family holiday well about 18 months ago we were all stuck in byron bay with the floods now, when the floods were there, there was no internet, so there was no ATM, there was no tapping, and out of the three families that were there, I was the only one who had cash, and I was able to buy food for everyone. Um, I think we can't just assume that these systems never
2: fail, because they do. And they do. And then you're caught short, Zoe, aren't you? Yeah, and a, and there was mean, a. I- Go ahead. I think a
8: lot, of the,
1: a lot of the locals there who knew some of the retailers maybe could get food on mm. credit.
4: But if you're on holiday, uh, what do you do?
2: That is <laughs> such know? a great point. And, Zoe, there's a text from um, from another listener who said that they'd, they've just been to the US and that cash is absolutely king there and that you know some places won't accept cards and that you absolutely have to carry cash for tips as well. Um, yes. Peter's in Invergordon. Hello, Peter. Invergordon. Yes, in for Gordon. I know it. What did you oh, want to say, Peter? Well done. <laughs>
0: um, when we go to clearing sales out in the country, uh, there sometimes there's no FBO, so I have yes. I have a, a as well as um, credit card. I have a check account, and uh, yeah, and use cash as well. But the cheque, uh, they accept the cheque. They want to drive want driver's licence and all that. Uh, you write down at a clearing sale and you're given a number. So then when you bid on something, and it gets knocked down and they write and then you go and um, front up to the, the little office they've got and then pay for your things by cheque.
2: Yeah. So cash and cheque definitely still doing the rounds at, at things like clearing sales, spot on peter jeff in caulfield welcome to the
11: program hi g'day Um, i'm a little bit worried that people aren't uh, reflecting on the cost of cash Ah. because cash costs money to handle Uh, at the end of the day the shopkeeper has to sit down and count all his till count all the pennies count all the silver count all the coins make stacks write a thing for the bank and send it to the bank now, that takes money, costs time, which is why I suspect that shopkeepers are happy to have FPOS. And the other thing is you can lose cash. You lose cash, uh, then it's gone. Uh, cash, uh, the notes deteriorate, and then it's gone. So there is a cost to using cash, and the FPOS providers, they are, in effect, providing a service to people for the
2: cost of cash. Jeff, that is a great point. I mean, it costs money to print money too, doesn't it? Ruby, good morning. Thanks for joining the conversation. Yes, hello. Out. Hello. Hi, what's, hello. What's cash doing in your household? Oh, everything. It does, Well, almost <laughs> everything. We do love it. About three
12: years ago, um, our budget tightened significantly. And my family of five, we, um, yes, I started shopping all with cash. I took out my you know, my fortnightly amount. And I bought absolutely everything with it. I even started paying bills at the post office. Um, there's still some insurances and bits that we do pay online via BPAY, but everything is cash. And I shop predominantly, you know, farmers markets and just with friends within our country location, we're paying cash for eggs, for plants um, mm. and businesses They are loving it. We love it. And I can so thoroughly control our budget and I'm not blowing over. There's a little bit of money left over. And we've just found it immensely successful for our smaller, you know, one income family budget. Yeah, that is really interesting. That's great. I'm just here to promote it and to (laughs) let people know if it's scary and different to pay cash. Don't let it be. You know, start small, start like some people have called in. I'm recommending just buying the coffees and your bread rolls and things and and grow that from there because at the end of the day, you know costs are you know living costs are tightening, and I've found it's worked
2: tremendously for me and um just out there to encourage yeah, big, people to try big that cash and fan. Ruby, thank it. you very much for calling in. Let's head to Greg Griffith, CEO of the National Retail Association. Greg, good morning.
13: It's good morning, Bronwyn.
2: We just had a caller not long ago say. Probably businesses prefer electronic transactions because you don't have to worry about sitting down at the end of the day and counting all that cash and handling all that cash. For retailers, is cash a bit of a has- hassle?
13: Oh yes, well there, you certainly um, from a retail point of view, there's certainly some uh, benefits associated with uh, moving to cashless, uh, Your know, money handling and errors are reduced as a result. Mm. Um, we see more efficiencies in the use of, um, uh, of labour time as a result of not having to deal with as that uh, caller mentioned before in relation to the handling of the money, the errors and, and mistakes associated with money movement across across the counter, and obviously the um, cashing up at the end of the day is all electronic. Um, there's also other benefits associated with a cashless um, move in, in around um, security. We certainly know, and one of the things that we focus on at at National Retail Association is is sort of the increasing issues associated with retail crime um, and theft associated with people coming into stores. Now, if you don't have the money, then there's one less reason for somebody to potentially come in and, and cause difficulty. Within, within your mm.
2: retail Greg, do so you know you might not have the figures on this, but has there been any correlation in you know a reduction in things like um, hold ups in shops or or uh, um, muggings or attacks on people who are taking cash to the bank mm. you know from their business um, as we've gone progressively more cashless
13: uh. Look, I don't have figures on, on in relation to retail crime, in relation to cash versus non-related cash
7: mm.
13: uh, crime issues. We, we do know that retail crime has, has been on the increase, but probably less to do with, with cash than it is to do with theft and, um, and aggressive behaviour uh, mm. to retail. One of the things we're working closely with, with government and with the police on how do we best handle and communicate, you know, a safe working and a safe and retail environment.
2: So, a survey I read, people said mm. one of the reasons they prefer using cash is because of all the fees and charges for using cards mm. or or online payments. So, I mean, obviously that that affects the customer. But what about from the retailer perspective?
13: Yeah, I think the the, the concern we have around you know cards and, and moving to cash is, is really around what the uh, the RBA is proposing. Uh, in relation to small and medium banks um, not having to use dual network uh, debit cards anymore. And essentially what, what, what a dual network debit card means is, is that um, uh, if you don't have that, you that you have both EPOS and one of the international banking companies on a dual network card. And if uh, smaller um, banking systems move away from that, they're only going to have a single use um, um, single um, payment gateway, which normally will mean that that will go towards an international carrier being like uh, a visa or a mastercard. and and those organizations carry um, a greater merchant fee that has either been borne by the uh, retailer or borne by or, or borne by the, the customer at, at, at the um, at the outset. So uh, we know that if um, if if all merchants move towards um, a least costing route system, um, so essentially, FPOS. Um, so if everybody offered FPOS, you know that, that comes in at a rate of around 0.3 cents per transaction, versus uh, the international carriers about 0.5 cents per transaction. It's about a 1.28 billion dollar fee saving that the that the um, that merchants could save on a, on an annual basis. So it's um, it, it has a big number to consider and something that we you know we'd like to see, but. Um, uh, and something that we want to advocate on, that dual payment systems are, are, are provided uh, to everybody.
2: Yeah, Greg Griffith, thank you for being part of our conversation. CEO at the National Retail Association. As we talk cash this morning on the conversation hour, interesting to see that, you know, particularly with the cost of living pressures, quite a few people are returning to cash as a way of controlling their spending, tracking their spending and, and sticking to a budget. Uh, You can text on 0437 774 774 or call through on 1300 222 774. Ali is in Berwick. Hi, Ali. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Um,
3: We use cash all the time, um, particularly because I like to have cash. If there's a bus go, you can give cash. I give cash to the homeless. And also, you know, for kids, our kids have lost teeth, so the tooth fairy has to give cash. Um, you know, you absolutely can't, uh, for mm. things like that. So I'm a big believer in cash.
2: Ali, thank you for calling through. Bronwyn O'Shea here with you. Uh, Graham, is at Bond Beach? Hi, Graham. Yeah. Good morning. Thanks for taking my
11: call. Look, Do you use I cash? Have No, no use for cash at all. The huh? only thing I, I always keep cash, as one lady said. Yes, the machines can go uh, have a problem with it. your phone can go uh, uh, blank, not blank, but you know, uh, use the battery too much, it's flat. Um, the uh, man from the Swinburne Institute was it, I think. Yes. Yeah, I mean, he said something like the time frame, which is you know going to be here for. I can't believe that.
2: So I'm you think we're, yeah, you think we're on the way out of cash? That, that it's only a matter of time. Of course. Of course. What about the yeah, what? the.
11: Who wants, five cents? Who wants five cents, ten cents, even, you know, a $1, $2? Who wants those in the pocket all the time? <laughs> I have no use for it whatsoever. Occasional things, and the example I gave, flat battery, I use it, have to use it for my uh, uh, hair, haircut. But yes. other than that, I remember distinctly when, and it's not that long ago, when things like, oh, an op shop, for example, I couldn't think of one then, but an op shop's a good example where they used to say something like, uh, must be cash, uh, sorry, must be cash unless above $20. Yes,
2: Is yes. That, that used to that happen, gone? didn't it? It doesn't happen gone. anymore. Graeme, thank you done. for calling in. Marion's at Heidelberg. Morning, Marion. Hello. I'm really so, so sorry for that poor retail
7: association man. Obviously, he's talking through his pocket. I would suggest that if this uh, suggestion of his goes through, the shops that say we accept cash will certainly do more business than those that don't, because uh, I always thought that our coinage was the king's currency, and uh, I don't think it can be refused. It's, well, uh, to me, no, it's very it, selfish and almost—I hate to say this—but it sounds like a masculine point of view. And hmm, that's really an interesting perspective, Marion.
2: I think um, that's yeah. I think there are some. I think you you can set terms and conditions around your trade. So as a retailer, and look, if you are in business, please ring and and I'd love to hear if you've looked into this to see what your rights are around whether you can stipulate the way people pay. But I do think you can, um, unless you're paying off a debt, in which case I think you must accept any payment. Bronwyn O'Shea here with you this morning as we talk about whether cash actually makes you a better budgeter. Will there always be a need for cold, hard, cash. Uh, My 19-year-old daughter has been keeping cash in envelopes and jars for years to save for future plans, says Marg. Everything old is new again. And John in Mornington says uh, via text cash only to tip wait staff because how do you know they actually get the tip via the machine? But other than that says John, it's card all the way. I can download my bank feed as an Excel spreadsheet and then itemise costs for the year. Cash handling is archaic and dangerous for the small business especially. Um, And Bruce in Fitzroy says, you can't buy a footy ticket or a pie or a beer or anything at the MCG unless you use a card. Is that right, Bruce? He says, isn't cash legal anymore? Uh, And another text here, cash will only disappear if we let it. Why should the banks and retailers control how we spend our money? If we unite on cash um, or we don't buy, they might change their tune. Uh, Marty says, our local tip only accepts cards, no cash. And another here, I absolutely hate when you get no option but to pay by card, but then they charge you merchant fees even though you don't get a choice not to use card. Yes, I share your rage. That has happened to me and it's ridiculous. Cliff in Oakley, thanks for joining us.
0: It's actually essential. Hi, it's Cliff here. Uh, Hi, Ellie. Essentially, I, I look at people should hack more with times. So, for example, I have a seven ratio that I work at. And I think the card, like a credit card, I've been using it for the last 32 years. Never paid them a cent in fees. Never paid them a cent in interest. And it's all about being on top of it. Years ago, when we were switching major banks, I applied, Mm -hmm. went through the process, and I wrote down, I would like to have $5,000 $5,000 credit card. I got assessed for 25000 And then two days I got a letter that my card was 25000 So I called up the bank. I got a very obnoxious customer telling me on the other side, Hey, you're lucky you got that much. I said, can I speak to your manager? For which I was essentially put forward to a person and I said, this call cost me a dollar. You will reimburse me for that? And I've given you twenty four hours to reduce it back to five thousand. And by (laughs) the way, what was the reaction, please? My statement you can read below. I don't need your yeah, extra money. You
2: know, Cliff. I've done. I've had the same thing happen, and this is years ago though. I remember applying for a credit card, and I applied for you know four or five thousand dollars, and yes, they they offered me much more. And I wrote back and said, no, thank you. I will. I will take less. Thanks. Um, loads of texts coming through um, on cash. Always use cash, says Rob. If people demand cards, they can keep the products. Jacinta at Torquay says cash gives you a realistic view of what you have. Love it. Um, and Torch children simple spreadsheet, column for each day, column eight income. Once they could see how much was going out for coffees, cake, takeaways, transport etc. It was a game changer says this text. Uh, Has going cashless changed your relationship with your spending, do you think? And with the rising cost of living, have you considered going back to cash? Well, with more of us tapping and swiping, I guess, these days than actually having cash, I wonder how much harder it is to, say, collect money for charity or to hold a cake stall down the street. How do buskers get on? Gabby Steele is a warnable musician and a regular busker. In fact, she was crowned Geelong's best busker earlier this year. Hi, Gabby. Hi, how's it going? Good. As buskers, you rely on people having money on them, don't you? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and so how's that been going for the last few years as we, you know, we tend to be more tap and go these days?
14: Yeah, it's um, it's definitely been interesting watching how it has changed. Um, I've been busking since I was, you know, about 12 or 13 and I'm 23 now. And even in that short amount of time, um, seeing the difference, um, and then of course, through COVID as well, where I definitely saw a lot less people using cash and, um, yeah, trying to go, trying to find other means of, um, yeah, getting people to leave tips along the way, kind of, um, as less and less people, are. Uh, yeah carrying around coins i get a lot of people coming up to me after i've done a song and i've been standing there listening and they say oh you know that was great i don't have any coins or cash on me sorry and mm. you know eventually I, I
2: i got the memo and um you had to set up like a qr code and all that kind of jazz Ah, oh, so you now offer a way for people to give you money without having cash on them do it yeah a tap and go right and how's that worked out yeah,
14: it's it's been pretty good um having both.
2: I've definitely found
14: busking more in like um yeah, like in Geelong and and I haven't busked in Melbourne that much, but you know, when I have been in Melbourne, there I can definitely see a lot more people um wanting to go cashless than in the regions. Um so yeah, it's it's been great to have kind of other options as well and um Yeah, I think the only real issue is with a lot of those kind of things with like, yeah, the QR codes that people can scan on their phones and stuff like that. Interesting
2: um, though, Gabby. I feel like if you walk past a busker and you reach into your pocket, you've got some coins there. It's yeah. there's just no barrier. Like it's really easy to just pop yeah. some money into the guitar case. If you have to get out your phone, scan a QR code, you know, access your Type banking. And, yeah, there's a few barriers. So I wonder, do you think it is harder to make the money that you used to be able to make yeah. with something and that's like a QR a big code? Thing.
14: Mm. yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like, oh wait, hang on, what do I need to do, blah, blah, blah and and the other thing as well is they, um, the one I use anyway takes about 2% of whatever is given.
5: Ah, uh, in um, a fee? So mm.
14: Yeah, yeah. So, I lose a lot from fees. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely find that happens, yeah. Um, I think a lot of people that yeah, most busking situations, most of your audience are just on their way to work or they're going to the shops, they're walking around, they're just going through they're not really you know, they're not planning
2: to spend money <laughs> you know, on your busking yeah. Yeah,
14: yeah, time, yeah,
2: you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Gabby, so really interesting to hear the perspective of a of a busker which has, you know, for so long relied so much on actual cash. Thank you. Gabby Steele is a Warnable musician and a regular busker. Robin's in Warnable. Hello Robin.
15: Hi, how are you going? Good. Um, yeah, interesting topic. And I just got a um, something to add. A couple of years ago, when I was living on Phillip Island, uh, we had a, a big power outage, and um, so, you know, sort of pretty much most of the town most of the island was um, shut off, and um, we couldn't even get petrol or anything. If you had a card, you had to have cash. You could, you know, buy it if you had cash. Um, and there was other things that you couldn't, um, get because, um, the, you know, electricity and everything was down. So, Mm. and it was going on for quite a few days. So, um, that was a really big red flag to me. I just thought, you know, um, I'm definitely not going to have not cash as well as the card. I'm always going to have cash on me. Um, it was a bit scary, um at the time because it was quite a big um outage and it did go for days you know and you were just like oh how's this gonna you know pan out it was uh i can quite you know i can easily remember it plus buy and sell i do buy and sell down here and on the island and you know it's pretty much cash there you know um as well when you're sort of buying and swapping um
2: items yeah, yeah I've much, had to get money yeah. out particularly for that, Robin, to, yeah. because of, you know, buying and selling things um, yeah. you know, on those online marketplaces.
12: Yeah, really, that's right. Yeah. yeah,
2: interesting that that experience of being caught out in that power outage has, has sort of changed um, your your perspective on always needing to have that little cash reserve. Thank you for calling in. No this text is interesting from Leanne, a school maths consultant. She says, we teach financial maths in school and we have to introduce cash to most kids parents really should be teaching this stuff and that is interesting isn't it you know i I do i have thought a lot Um, in preparing this program about what do I need to do to make sure my kids really understand money um, when they're not seeing it, you know, being passed back and forth. Um, Lots of really interesting texts. I'm sorry, I just cannot keep up with them, but this one says cash versus credit card. We run independent cinemas. Most people want to pay with a credit card. I want to express a side that customers don't consider. Doing cash is an expensive service to offer. We need extra staff to count the end of nights. We need extra security steps we need to pay Armaguard to pick up the cash that's just another side to consider yeah thank you for adding that in Uh, Nick Healy will join you on the conversation hour from Monday thank you for all the texts and the calls I'm getting the feeling that you're loving cash still a huge thank you to producer Amber Tripp and thank you so much for listening across the week Uh, it's been wonderful to spend the conversation hour with you Nick Healy your host next week